you know, that dude's like excited, right? He seems like he's always in expectation. He's just bouncing with Yeah, bouncing around. Now I know like we don't want to fake it and put it on, but we have to remind ourselves that we serve a faithful God. I am yours, I am yours, I am yours, send me, Lord. I am yours, I am yours, I am yours. Welcome to the Gospel Centered Pro Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip, encourage, and challenge you in pro life ministry, and always with a focus on the gospel. Stay tuned. I felt your passion. Touched your heart. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. Welcome back to the Gospel Centered Pro Life Podcast. Appreciate you guys joining us, and we would appreciate that you guys share this podcast with other folks. Shoot it out in, uh, I don't know, an email or just put it on your social media or something where you can get folks. To listen to this podcast, we think that this episode is going to be a real encouragement to you guys. It's been an encouragement to us, just what we're going to be talking about, and a challenge for you guys for 2022 to uh, really be in faithful expectation. We're going to talk about that a little bit more as we go through this podcast. But yeah, we want to be an encouragement to you guys, and we want to uh, just challenge you guys to step out in faith, to believe God to do miraculous things, to do the impossible. Listen, this ministry, for us to see babies saved at an abortion clinic, from moms who are walking in about to kill their child, and to see them to a 180-degree turn and, and choose life is a miraculous thing. This ministry is a miraculous ministry. And as believers in Jesus, we serve a miraculous God, and we should be in expectation that God's going to do miraculous stuff. Amen? Amen. That was beautifully said. I love <laughs> I love this topic. I love it. So the way it, it came up was that we have encouraged our national missionaries yeah. to be faithful, F-U-L-L, yeah. full of faith expectation, right? Yeah. Faithful expectation. And as I was pondering that, it occurred to me that I get asked all the time, how can you be out there with so many babies dying? How can you be out there for nine years now? And this is why. This is why I I expect God to do miracles. Yeah. Like you said, not just a baby being saved. Even that they stop for us at all yeah. and take information from total strangers yeah. in, in that moment of crisis is a miracle. It's pretty much a miraculous thing that we get to be a part of. It really is. It really is. And and so I think it helps anyone contemplating being out, well, really in all of life, but especially in a difficult ministry, as you're approaching being out on a cold sidewalk where you're going to be uh, taunted, uh, ridiculed, um, probably threatened for three hours. Yeah. Flipped have, off. People yeah, yelling at you. Yeah. They, there's going to be a lot <laughs> of anger. Screaming at you as they're driving by. Yeah. There's going to be, you know, you are going to face intense adversity for you to have in your heart. But God is faithful. Yeah. And I expect him to show up. And you're going to look for him. You look for him, I think, in a different way. You look for him in everything in yeah. what others might describe as the mundane things that happen. Yeah. Yeah. I heard a pastor, this was a couple of weeks ago or so. I can't remember 
exactly who said this, but they were they were talking about not having an Eeyore spirit. You know mm. what an Eeyore? Mm-hmm. You know who, I sure do. Uh, oh yeah, one of my favorite gloomy characters. donkey on, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> on Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> oh, it's just gonna be another bad day, right? It's the worst day because I'm in this day. And always has a rain cloud over his head yeah. and all this stuff. It's like every day is the worst day. Yeah. And uh, this pastor was talking about not talking about not having an Eeyore spirit, rejecting the Eeyore spirit, right? <laughs> of always it's bad and the worst day ever. But to really have a, I mean, he didn't say this, but I'm thinking like a Tigger spirit. <laughs> That's cheesy, I know. But you know, that dude's like excited, right? He seems like he's always in expectation. He's just bouncing with Yeah, bouncing around. Now I know like we don't want to fake it and put it on, but we have to remind ourselves that we serve a faithful God. And so kind of backtrack just a little bit, this faithful expectation, where did that come from? So as Love Life staff, we were seeking the Lord at the end of the last year, just trying to get a theme for this year, something that can encourage us, something that can you know, help, help focus our vision on what God has for us. Like we know what the vision of love life is, unite, mobilize the church to create a culture of love and life that results in an end to abortion and the orphan crisis. That's like, that's like the mission that God has given us, the vision, uniting and mobilizing the church. But for this year in particular, like what in, in the scope of that? Um, what are some things that we can really laser focus and help us really laser focus in on what God has given us as far as a mission? And it is faithful expectation Mm -hmm. to be faithful in what God has called us to. You know, the word faithful, that's one word, right? Mm -hmm. We've broken it up into kind of a hyphenated word, faithful expectation for a good reason, because we want to be faithful doing what God's called us to do day in and day out, the mundane stuff, being faithful in that. Really, that's that's where faithfulness is really proven, yeah. is the mundane, every day, doing the stuff that you know you ought to do, whether you feel like it or not, doing that stuff. So you want to be faithful in that stuff, showing up to the sidewalk. If we are a volunteer or if we're a missionary and our job is to be out there on the sidewalk, we've committed to certain days, we need to be faithful, whether we feel like it or not, be faithful, right? right? Mm-hmm. But also be full of faith. So when we are faithful, when we show up out there, let's be full of faith and expectation, expecting God to do some miraculous stuff, right? Mm-hmm. We we can show up in this area of ministry a lot of times to the sidewalk and expect the devil to do some stuff. And, right. and <laughs> reality is like the devil's doing some stuff. Whether we expect it or not, right. the devil is going to be doing some right. stuff. Yeah. But that shouldn't be our focus. That should not be our focus. Right. Because you can, you can focus on what the devil is doing. Yeah. And really get sidetracked, really get derailed, really get disillusioned mm-hmm. and just be in anger and be in that Eeyore spirit, right? Right. Because the devil's always trying to destroy lives. He's doing that in mass inside of these abortion clinics, destroying the lives of babies and women and men and all of that. So he's doing what he's going to do. But let's, let's shift our focus off of what the devil's doing and focus on what God is doing and then be in expectation what God is going to do. Yeah. Let's be in expectation. And we we pray some bold prayers like, God, I pray that women would run out of that abortion clinic. Mm -hmm. And does that always happen? It doesn't always happen, but it has happened. I mean, I've literally seen it with my own eyes. A young lady, we were up in uh, Southern California. We were praying that. I had a group of pastors out praying and just praying in expectation. It really felt like, you know, this powerful time of prayer. After that time of prayer, when we were praying, God, I pray that women run out of that place. 30 minutes later, this young lady comes literally running out of the place. Right. Uh, she saw her baby on the ultrasound, got a glimpse of her, her baby, 10-week baby's foot on the ultrasound. And uh, what we found out was actually the abortionist told her, 
you don't want to do this. You probably sh- you probably should should not be here. Which really never this is happened. the abortionist. So that's pretty right? amazing. That's amazing. That alone is a a, a miracle of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we've heard other miraculous stuff like that. I mean, you yeah. think these people they get paid to murder children day after day after day. These abortionists, these abortion workers, the ultrasound techs, and all that stuff. Like day after day, they're responsible for you know across the nation, literally thousands of babies dying. Right. And yet for some reason, from time to time, we'll hear stories of abortionists convincing women not to have the abortion. Right. Yeah. Well, we've heard it here at Latrobe, the ultrasound yeah. tech saying, hey, you don't want to do this. Go out and talk to those people out there. This yeah. is the same person that like cusses us going into the door when they go into their job. You know, they're, yeah. they're cussing us out one minute. Next minute, they're telling somebody to come out and talk to us. Like, yeah. how does that happen except for God doing miraculous things? Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And so that's kind of the theme. Be in expectation. God has yeah. done some stuff in the past that's miraculous. God's going to keep doing stuff. I, I can share some some other cool stories. One story. Okay. I know, I know okay, you want to talk, ahead. but I'm just yeah, I'm no, in expectation ahead. You're, you're excited. Roll, Daniel. <laughs> in uh, another story from Southern California, there was a guy who works a security team. So they don't really have a lot of pro abort people out there, uh-huh. but they do have some pretty nasty security guards. So they like, Planned Parenthood hires these security firms to do security for them. Yeah. And uh, this one security guard, um, ultimately, and I don't know how this all happened, but ultimately he quit with that security firm or got fired or something, ended up um, being (laughs) with the same security firm that does security for the church of the majority of the people that go out to that abortion center. So now he's doing security for that church, hearing the gospel, Week in and week out, he sees the people that he used to oppose. And, of course, he knows that they're people that love Jesus. And he gets right. to see their interactions right. with each other in church. And just yeah. these are genuine people. And so I'm trusting and believing that guy's going to come to the Lord if he hasn't already. So it's stuff like that. A guy works at the abortion clinic next week because he got fired or whatever. He's working at the church from the people who go out to the abortion <laughs> clinic to, to minister there. That's 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 amazing. That's yeah. miraculous, yeah. right? God so often works that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when when you you had talked with our missionary group about fearful expectation and that was faithful. our theme. Faithful, I'm sorry, not fearful. <laughs> <laughs> faithful expectation. And um and I think it was the very next day that um I was really, of course, focused on that theme and it was really a, a miraculous day. But it wasn't Really? I mean, from any any other human perspective, looking at the day, it might have been a disappointing day. Yeah. There was one baby saved, but it wasn't a confirmed save. But anyway, as I was as I was thinking about that day that day and and faithful expectation, I, I started to list the things that made that day for me a day of rejoicing and seeing God everywhere yeah. I looked. And and kind of tried to think about how to categorize what happened during that day. So one of the first things that I thought of is that if you can rejoice in the positives, no matter how small, yeah. rejoice in the positives, that starts to shift you from an Eeyore to a Tigger yeah. right away, right? Yeah. Rejoicing, rejoice in the small things. The first thing is COVID is rampant. In, in our nation, but in, in our ranks, we've had, we've yeah. seen a lot of COVID. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all over the, really, I know of so many people who have COVID right now, and it has really um, devastated our volunteer pool. Yeah. Because they're faithful and careful not to come and infect others when they're um, 
when they have COVID. So we just have had really small teams, two or three tops yeah. for weeks now. And that is usually not enough. You There's not enough people for you to leave to go to the bathroom if you need to go to the bathroom. Yeah. There's not enough people to go on the RV if some mom wants to look at her baby. So, but instead of looking at, oh, gosh, there's only two people here today, we said, praise God, there's two people yeah, here right. today. Yeah. It changed everything. Yeah. It changed everything to think of this is good. Two people yeah. have showed up. There are two people willing We're to stand in Two or more gathered place. in my name. There I am exactly, in the midst of them, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, don't despise the day of small things yeah. is, is kind of that. Well, that I remember a time that out here at Latrobe, there was not even two people that could be out there on a, well, this was a Thursday, I believe. Is that right? Yes. It, it would have been Thursday or Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember back in the day when I first started, it was only Saturdays that we had people out there and we'd prayed for people to be out there every day of the week and just never happened until yeah. God made it happen. Right. 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 And so just rejoicing that there's anybody out there. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at it from a positive perspective. Yeah. Faithful expectation yeah. perspective. Sometimes I think we can put our eyes so firmly on our goal, on the mission, that we lose sight of God's goals yeah. and God's mission out there. And that was uh, the second thing that I thought of is expect the unexpected in a way. Look for the unexpected opportunities as you're out there. You know, our mission on the sidewalk is we are we want babies to be saved. Yeah. We want to glorify God, but um, we want to be able to promote life and mostly in seeing babies saved because they're the ones whose lives are on the line. But in, in, in this little thing that happened, an Uber driver stopped and she didn't know it was an abortion center. She took our information. She was horrified that it was an abortion center. And she said, I'm going to take take this information, I'm going to give it yeah. to someone who maybe is thinking about an abortion. Yeah. A little thing. Yeah. Not a big thing, but praise God. It is that maybe God's mission for us being at that moment right then was exactly yeah. for that Uber well, driver. I mean, we did a podcast months ago about mm -hmm. an Uber driver that got a piece of literature who ended up resulting in it was two moms that chose life, yep. and one of those moms or both of those moms I, I can remember them, gave their lives them. to mm -hmm. Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's like wow. So we got to think in the terms of sowing seed and watering seed, and that's what you did. You sowed seed, and gosh, I'm in expectation that we're going to hear back from that Uber driver, or maybe when we stand before the Lord, we're going to find out this was a baby that was saved because that Uber driver took that piece of literature you gave him, handed him to a handed it to a young lady, yeah, um, possibly. Got a, uh, uh, not a call, but got a ding on their phone to go and pick somebody up to take them to 3220 Latrobe Drive and right. you know, went and picked that person up and instead shared the gospel with them. Who knows? You know, yeah. you planted a seed. Yeah. They didn't know it was an abortion clinic. Now they know. So now they can run with that and they've got some information yeah. to be able to help plant seeds as well. And they're just an Uber driver yeah. with air quotes, just right, an yeah. Uber driver. But I told that story to that Uber driver. And, and I said, that Uber driver, the last one that I gave, I don't know if it was the last one, but that I gave literature to had the result was two babies being saved and two lives being committed to the Lord. Yeah. That could be what happens with yeah. you. And and that Uber driver kind of like sat up tall. And yeah. I think it changed his perspective on I I could save a life today. And it, it was like 
now his mission had had become part of God's mission out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So the next thing you have here, which I think is we talk about expectation, is expect divine encounters. Yeah, and believe that all encounters are, are divine are encounters, and, and, and they are right. They are. And so you share in this article a little story about somebody who came out to the abortion center. They were there. At the pond looking for ducks. Like, <laughs> she here's was an abortion clinic. There's a pond not far from that <laughs> abortion clinic. And for whatever reason, she decided to go to that pond at that time while you were there. So share a little bit of that story. Well, so so I, I approach every car if they pull over because I can't tell immediately if they're a mom. And she was an older woman. I knew as soon as I approached, I said, oh, you're, you're not here for an abortion. And she said, oh, no, no. I Although she said, but I am pro-choice. Okay. She said, but I, I'm here to look for ducks. And I had just noticed on that pond just a couple of days ago that there was a hooded merganser. Now, for well, you people that I don't, don't know, know ducks, <laughs> this is exciting. Hooded mergansers are not common, I don't think, in our area. And you don't usually see them on a little pond. Yeah. But it was clearly a hooded merganser. I went home and looked it up after I saw it. So I told this lady, you would not believe what what I saw, what what lives on this pond is a, a hooded merganser. Well, she knew what they were because wow. she's a duck watcher. So she's all excited. So we are bonding over ducks. And, yeah. we're, and we're talking about the ducks. But I was not going to let that comment about being pro-choice go unchallenged. Yeah. So from ducks, we talked about um, – I talked about how I knew because my daughter was an artist and we used to paint hooded mergansers. She said, oh, for the, for the federal duck stamp contest what are the odds i said yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she said well i used to too i used to paint ducks for this duck contest she said, did your daughter ever win and i said no she she got first place in her age category but she never once uh and was placed on a stamp but anyway so we're we're sharing and then i was able to shift the conversation to a discussion of god and the gospel, and she comes from Catholic roots, and she was um, she had been turned off to God because yeah. what she she saw is the hypocrisy in the Catholic Church, and um, and was concerned about the the works versus faith um, issue. Yeah, and so I was able to talk with her and share the truth of the gospel, gave her a gospel tract, which she was very willing to take because we had now shared yeah. this common interest about ducks. And she thanked me as I, I had to leave then and get back to my work. <laughs> um, but she thanked me, and, um, and she said that she recognized this as a divine encounter. Yeah, wow. Which was really, I mean, again— what were the chances? And where will that encounter lead? I don't know. She's got a gospel tract. It might have been a soul that now comes to the Lord. Yeah. All because of ducks. Yeah. Yeah. And my only question about the duck that you're talking about <laughs> is, does it taste good? That is exactly what the RV driver said, who happens yep. to be a hunter. <laughs> and I told him. <laughs> but I'm him, pretty sure you'd go to jail up. if you shot that duck, right? <laughs> oh, I forgot the best part of the story. Okay. As we're finishing up. And she said she felt that, oh, wait, that's why she felt it was a divine encounter. As we're finishing up and I'm starting to move away, guess what I saw swimming across the pond? The blah, blah, the blah, blah, hooded merganser. And I said, I stopped her in the middle of a God discussion and said, look, 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 it's the hooded merganser. And she was enthralled. Any duck watcher would be. Okay. <laughs> and, 
And uh, and that at that point, she said, not only have you raised some questions I'm really going to think about, but I got to see the hooded Merck answer. This was, and if I hadn't talked with you about God, I would have missed the hooded Merck answer. Yeah. So expect the unexpected and every every encounter is divine. Yeah. Um, don't be discouraged. Don't let the opposition discourage you. Yeah. And that is an easy thing to do because especially here in Charlotte, um, if you guys have watched any of our videos or any of our stuff, um, you've heard us even talk about it on the podcast. We have some pretty, uh, pretty venomous pro-abortion opposition out here. Yeah. But even, you know, across the nation, where places where they don't have like a consistent pro-abortion opposition, there can still be people that come from time to time. I know I was up in Washington state with our team there, um, a couple of months ago and, they don't have really any pro-abortion opposition. They have people that come by and flip them off and yell them, yell at them and stuff like that. But um, this day, this young lady came and she decided to get her piece of poster board and make up a sign. I forget what it said on it, something about us being bigots or something like that, <laughs> and, and held the sign up out there. Um, that happens from time to time. You're going to have opposition. You're going to have people that decide they're going to voice their opinion against you or whatever. And it can be discouraging because yeah. at the end of the day— all of you guys who are listening, you're just people that love people and love Jesus. You love Jesus, and because of that, he loves people, you love people, and people come and they cuss you out and they have all these misconceptions about who you are, when in reality, like, none of that stuff's true about you, right? You're not a bigot, you're not hateful, you're not yeah. condemning these women or whatever, you're not trying to you know, control their bodies or anything like that, you're right. just a person that loves Jesus, that loves people. And so those false accusations can really be heavy, and they can really weigh heavy on your mind and in your heart. It can take sure. your eyes off of and they can discourage you. expectation and discourage yeah. you. And one of those, it went on this particular day, one of them was terrible. One of the pro-abortion people blowing his horn in, into our face and screaming at us, and it very angry and confrontational. And I just ignored him, as I always try to do, not not get distracted. But later in the day, uh, I don't know, I felt the Holy Spirit kind of tug at me. And he's married to someone I really like. She's also out there. But she, I really do like her. I pray for her. Yeah. And um, and I told him, just to, it popped out of my mouth, you know, your wife is so sweet. I, I really like her. And he said, she really is. That's what attracted her to me. And he started this very civil discussion about his wife, how they met, um, she was the first person he said who recognized his or the only person that recognized his potential, which gave me the opportunity to launch into a God discussion when I yep. said she is great, but she's not the only one that recognizes your potential. The God who created you sees your potential and created you for great things. Um and he had said his wife had saved him. And I said, and your wife can't save you, sweet as she is. It's God who saves. He ended up listening to me without a word for about a half an hour. I, I shared the gospel. So what began as very discouraging opposition became one of the highlights of the day. Yeah. I had the opportunity to share the gospel with someone who had not listened to it uh, before, at least yeah. certainly not not from me. Yeah, that's good. So, Yeah. 
Um, yeah, and viewing that, now we do talk about prioritizing who we talk to. Yeah. We always discourage, don't get distracted with pro-abortion people, but they are still people Yeah, that God would save if they would turn to him. God has a love toward them. And when given opportunity, as long as it's not going to distract us from why we're there, we should minister to them, share the gospel with them. I think it's in, we should be intentional. It's important for us to be intentional about sharing what the Bible says, mm-hmm. not to get some lengthy conversation about things that don't matter, but really get into the gospel and get into a gospel conversation. God, open that door for you. Yeah. Be praying for God to open those doors. Maybe there's a security guard that gives you some problems when you're out there on the sidewalk and you know you, you, you don't want to get distracted with them and get in some kind of heated argument. Just Stay away from getting into heated arguments back and forth with yeah. pro-abortion people, security guards, or anybody at the abortion clinic. Just don't do that. It's not helpful. But be praying for God to open up doors for you to be able to have a civil one-on-one conversation where you can plainly lay out the gospel, plainly lay out your convictions as a believer in Jesus. God can open those doors yeah. and be an expectation that he's going to do it. And he's going to use that conversation to draw them to himself. Yeah, and um, what you said about prayer, I don't think I actually put any that here in this article that I wrote, but uh, pray for those opportunities to arise is is part of being faithfully expectant. Yeah. You've prayed for it, now wait and watch yeah. and, and see how he's going to answer it. It might not be exactly as you prayed, but he will answer it in, in one way or another. Yeah. But you know, like you said, our, our goal is, our mission, our reason we're out there is to hopefully save the lives of these babies. We don't, of course, God does, but we're the instrument he uses. And one of the things that I thought that gives faithful expectation is having an optimistic outlook on events. And what I meant by that was there are often times, and everyone in ministry knows that there are people, some sidewalk teams will call them turnaways. Yeah. Others will call them saves. They're a mom who left who didn't abort. Yeah. And there are some people who are very, I guess, sticklers about if they don't have a confirmed save. The mom has said, I chose life, then they don't think of it as a saved baby. Yeah. I'm a little bit more lenient. Okay. Um, And the reason, I think, does have to do with faithful expectation. Yeah. I know God sent us there to do that. I know that's our mission. And if I see a lot of indications that this mom probably chose life, there are lots of clues. Yeah. We've gone into that in other podcasts. I won't go into yeah. them now. But if if there's enough of those, I'm going to tell my team, I think that was a save. And I'm going to, yeah. I guess, count it as a save because it is such an encouragement yeah. to us who have been weathering some pretty rough hours in most cases out there. Yeah. So I don't think I don't think we should be grudging with um, the opportunity to be optimistic. Yeah. Of, of, without I, I'm not saying lie. I'm of not course. saying fudge yeah. facts. But I am saying have an optimistic outlook. If God has sent you there to do that mission, He's going to make that mission happen. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think. We could, and we probably do a whole podcast about this as far as numbers and how to count that. We did yeah, do a podcast we did do one, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, we have 
a kind of a unique scenario here at the Latrobe Abortion Clinic in that it is just an abortion clinic, right? They're not doing other things. They're not Correct. doing, you know, Planned Parenthood does do other things besides yeah. abortion, hormone yeah. therapy and things yeah. like that, right? We've already talked about that some on other podcasts as well. At the Latrobe Abortion Center, we know because we've talked to many abortion workers that have worked inside of that place for years. And, uh, of course, just by their own admission, they're an abortion clinic. That's all they do. And we've also, over the years, been able to kind of put pieces together, right? Yes. We can tell if this is happening. We know when the abortionist gets there. So quite possibly if they leave before the abortionist gets there, they didn't have an abortion. And so if there's other indicators and other clues, we kind of put those together. I'm confident to say it was a baby save. And the reason why is because we've had so many that have come back over the years that have told us, just drove back to the Latrobe Abortion Center just to find us. This has happened several times where they tell us, I was here and I chose life. So we can be confident God's doing stuff behind the scenes. And at the end of the day, we're not trying to put a notch on our belt, but we do want to be optimistic. We do want to be in expectation. God's doing something. Babies are being saved. And, uh, what we're doing, we're doing in faith, but God graciously lets us see the fruit. Now, the vast majority of the babies that are saved are, you know, a mom stops and tells us she chose life. or They go on the mobile unit and we're able to minister more in depth to them. Right. But we need to be an expectation. Yeah. And, uh, and don't be afraid through that expectation. If you have some solid indicators of that mom chose life, then don't be afraid to say it. I'm confident that young lady chose life. Right. Right. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a good mentality to have, I think. It is. And the results are often not immediate. We are planting seeds sometime. And on that same day, and this was the final point on that wonderful day where I was trying to pin down what made me faithfully expectant, um, the, I got a text from a mom that I had counseled five years ago. And she was text five years ago. She had been, I met her when she came to a board. Yeah. And the text today said uh, that she. The was, text on on that on day that, that you're talking day, about in this particular right, article. On that okay. day, because um, all these things happened on the same day that I just talked about. But on that day, she texted and uh, and told me she was pregnant again, and she wanted to come to our ministry get the help that she knew she could get from us and come and see your baby on the mobile ultrasound unit. And that to me was just such an encouragement that instead, that's the whole mission of, um, of love life is that instead of running to the abortion center, the women will run to the church and that's what she did. Yeah. Um, So praise God. And, and it reminded me that the more that we look for God, and expect his miracles, the more we will see them because they are always there. Yeah. He is always working. Yeah. Yeah. Expectation is a posture of our heart. Mm-hmm. An expectation in light of who God is, is a posture of our heart toward God, knowing what he has promised. Right. And so how are we going to be in faithful expectation before the Lord? Well, first of all, we need to see who this God is that we serve. And we need to have our eyes constantly focused on him. And so for this year, I want to encourage you guys, and I think probably everybody that's listening, this is already a a regular part of your life, regular regular rhythm to your life. But if it's not, it needs to be where you need to be in the word of God. Mm -hmm. You need to see, because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You need to have the word of God in your heart, have it in your mind, have it on your tongue. 
so that you're proclaiming the truth of God's word because God's word is in contrast to a lot of the the fear, I mean, especially in this day and age, right? The fear mongering that's out there, mm-hmm. faithlessness, doubt, dread, all of that stuff that, that has permeated the atmosphere of our nation. All of that stuff is contradicted by the word of God. Yeah. We can have faith in this God. We can be in expectation. I know there's a heaviness. There's like a political heaviness. People are under it thinking that because the Democrats are in power, all of this and all of that. Well, let's let's just forget that garbage. And let's be in expectation because we know who our God is. Mm-hmm. What does it say in Daniel and the, the prophet Daniel at the end? It says those that know their God will do great exploits. Mm. Know God. And if you know God, if you know the God of the Bible, the God who made the heavens and the earth, the God who raised Jesus Christ from the dead and whose spirit lives in you, if you know him, you have every reason to be full of faith and an expectation of what he's going to do, even at these places of darkness and these places of death. And so be encouraged by this. Spread this. Spread this. Listen, faith can be um, like a good disease, right? Maybe definitely <laughs> contagious. It can be contagious. Optimism and, is contagious, yeah. and in the conversely, so is pessimism. So yeah. you be optimistic, faithfully expectant, and yeah. you will just you'll see it blossom around yeah, you. Absolutely, yeah. And you have every reason to be in faithful expectation because you serve a faithful God. Amen. Yeah. So hope this was an encouragement to you guys. Again, we hope that you'll share this. If you want to reach out to me, maybe you have some questions, something to add, maybe something, a story to tell that encourage you along these lines, reach out to me, Daniel at lovelife.org. You can reach out to Vicki, Vicki at lovelife.org. We'd love to hear from you guys. But until next time, God bless. God bless you all. Give me an outlet for love. Give me I know it will cost me my life But nothing's too precious since I met you